0: My name's Liana Berry, and you're listening to Art Muse Podcast, a podcast about the intersections between art, healing, and creativity. Welcome back to Art Muse Podcast. At the time of this episode, exactly two weeks and four days after the launch, we have had 117 downloads, and I'm just absolutely thrilled to think that there's So many of you that are listening to the podcast while you're cleaning or cooking or driving or walking or making art. And it's just really lovely. I hope that you have found some comfort and found new things to ponder over and muse over and learn some things along the way. Today, we are going to be talking a bit about risk and creativity. So this is building off the last couple of episodes where discomfort was the theme. If you haven't listened to them, I recommend having a listen. You can listen to this one as a freestanding episode, absolutely. But the other two episodes definitely had a lot more detail on discomfort and navigating discomfort when it comes to creativity. And last week's episode was an incredible interview with Ella from Fourth Magazine. She is so articulate and down to earth and it was so enriching just to have a conversation with her about the bumps as long as as well as the beautiful aspects of small business and creativity and just how we can embrace our wholeness when we're approaching life because we all have these messy broken parts and Ella has had an extremely difficult journey and had to battle a lot of different things to get where she has gone and she has created such an amazing gift for the world in fourth magazine so I highly recommend having listened to her my chat with her and also buying um, a magazine buying fourth magazine so Let's dive into risk and creativity. So as per usual, um, I used to often do this with university assignments or blog writing. Um, I often have a little bit of a google and find out the definition of the word I'm going to be using a lot of. So I did google risk um and had a bit of a read through the different definitions that arrived with Merriam-Webster dictionary online and you will not be surprised to to know that most of the definitions when it came to risk were associated with danger just to read a few of them out quickly just because I really want to emphasize I guess our associations with risk because today we're going to be probably talking about it in quite a constructive positive way but the definition for risk um, is the possibility of loss or injury, peril, (laughs) someone or something that creates or suggests a hazard and the chance that an investment such as a stock or commodity will lose value. So there is also definition of the verb to expose to hazard or danger. So <laughs> on that positive note, um, you no, know, it is really interesting, and I did wonder when I started um, recording what people would think they hear the word risk. Because when I think of risk, I do think of those big, grandiose activities like skydiving or bungee jumping and i have a feeling i'm not alone in that sense and then second to that i have a lot of associations probably to do with mainstream communication media communication in particular so i think of you know the risk of smoking the risk of drink driving so all of this health messaging you know which advocate really important things The messaging relies on that contrast. So, for something to to get across a message that something isn't healthy for you, you have to articulate why. You know what could happen to you if you continue to make that life choice. So that's where the word risk comes in. You have risk factors to getting certain conditions or certain health outcomes, or you have a risk of getting in an accident or, you know, causing someone else injury or harm or death. So it is a very active word and it is associated so strongly with danger. And it's this active word for for warning. So it got me thinking, like, am I using the right word for this episode? I can't think of any other words that mean what I want to talk about, basically, <laughs> Okay, so in, I guess in that sense we've sort of work got two working definitions. We've got risk as in danger and then we've got risk as in getting out of your comfort zone with an unknown outcome. I guess when I was trying to nut it out a little bit more, I was thinking about this concept of calculated risk as well as thrill seeking and play. So all of these words I think are really imp- going to be really important for our conversation today because the type of risks that you take when you're art making, should be in pursuit of play and pursuit of thrill and so there are actually some instances in many forms of creativity where there is physical risk and there's usually steps that you can do to mitigate the risk and sometimes there's not and you just need to think about whether this is a choice that you want to make or whether you feel able to and you have to weigh that up. And I guess the other thing that's relevant is to identify that there's two kind of types of risk. There's psychological risk and there's physical risk. And by psychological risk, I mean that it's sort of held within our consciousness. It's not a physical thing. Um, We make it physical by making art. But what's actually happening is that we're stepping outside of our comfort zone and pushing our boundaries in a consciousness way, in a mentalized way, rather than physically doing something that holds danger and potentially requires fresh physical skills and physical adjustments. And the other thing I hope to touch on today is this concept of instructional art and why it might be dampening your ability to take. Creative risks. Hopefully, I remember to dive back into each of those things. I encourage you to think about why you might be interested in taking risks in creativity. Is it because you feel stuck in a rut? Is it because you want to introduce more play and feel more enlivened by your arts practice? Is it because you feel bored or restless or you've just got a wild imagination full of lots of different ideas and you're struggling to make that leap from what you're used to doing? And I spoke about this a little bit in the discomfort episode, this concept that art can give us different things. So for some of us, our art provides us with a sense of comfort. So, you know, taking risks might be a much smaller incremental process or might not really happen at all. I mean, I would reflect that I think all types of creativity involve a little bit of stepping into the unknown. Even if you're working with super familiar materials in a super familiar way, there is always this bringing forth something that hasn't existed before. So in that sense, there's always like a teeny bit of risk. But today I'm going to be talking about risk as in trying something new or really pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and your window of tolerance as we mentioned the, a couple of episodes ago if you listen to that episode. So you want to hover right sweet spot of your tolerance window. So you want to don't want to be so far out of it that you're starting to lose control and feeling dysregulated and unsafe but you don't want to be like right at your baseline. So you want to start to feel a little bit of pressure and a little bit of intensity when you're risk taking in art making if we look at art history so many artists have taken risks it means risk isn't just about being uncomfortable in yourself but it often means challenging what's already existing around you so for a lot of artists it means doing things that aren't immediately appreciated that they know aren't necessarily lathered with value they're doing it against the grain So it's this concept of daring to be different with the focus on dare. So daring and risk obviously go really closely together. They're kind of part and parcel of the same thing, I guess, that daring is the process of taking risk to achieve an outcome. So there's a couple of things to consider when you want to take creative risks. The first one is company. So sometimes immersing yourself around other people who are being courageous and doing things differently and are being really playful and generating lots of ideas. You can be a really good sounding board for each other. So sometimes it is about having good company and surrounding yourself by a good company. If you don't have access to a community of artists or you don't have friends who are creatives, then you can sometimes surround yourself with that company online Find yourself an online community or just even just watch other people's content where they're they're daring to be creative and taking creative risks because it is a bit of a contagion. You know, if you're around people that bungee jump, I can guarantee you get tempted to do it yourself. Not that I have, not that I plan to, but the principle is that we are highly influenced creatures. So if you are struggling to take creative risks, then hanging out with like minded people or people with the same intentions will be incredibly helpful. The other thing to consider is privacy. So if you're not immersed amongst company where people understand creative risks, then I would highly recommend keeping your art making private for a while. Because what can happen is that during the process of doing something different is we can be vulnerable to criticism. Um, or judgment or questioning that can that can really quickly shatter that sense of courage um, I think sometimes it can take a lot of resources to get to a pl- place where you're taking a calculated risk and you might be doing something really messy really different and the thing with risk taking is that sometimes it fails sometimes it can be beneficial to have the time and the space to process that and to not feel like you have eyes on the outcome because if someone starts saying like oh this is not what you usually create or this is uh not sure if I like this or why are you doing this I much preferred This sort of artwork that you did, you know, I enjoyed that you painted flowers. Why are you now painting blue and black abstract blobs or science fiction robots? I don't know, whatever it is that you've suddenly pushed yourself to try that's different. And it can really kind of sap and take away the enjoyment of risk taking. Because if we think about risk taking, just like bungee jumping, we're seeking a thrill we're seeking enjoyment we're seeking energy we're seeking to feel enlivened so we do want to try and m- maybe protect ourselves from too much outside input into that particularly in the beginning I'm not saying don't ever share that artwork or that creativity but while the process is happening I think you can really just set it up so that you're exploring it and experiencing it and enjoying it. Uh, is the third thing I would consider is I guess, what is the cost of taking risks in your creativity? So, is there a high material output? Do you need to go out and buy some recycled materials or online marketplace? Or do you need to, yeah, source some more affordable baseline products rather than using, you know, the fancy ones that you have been using you know I think taking away some of the value of the materials that you're using can also give you a sense of freedom because you know if I have my artist quality paints out and I would really like to try something really abstract and messy and chaotic and that you know has a huge risk of Being an absolute nightmare. (laughs) I'm gonna be really reluctant to do that with my nice expensive paints that I, you know, had to sort of squirrel away money for for a while. Whereas if I have bought some online in a marketplace or an op shop or in a sale in a craft shop, then I'm gonna be much more free and much more liberal with my use of them, which is what you want when you're taking risks. You want to calculate to the point of launch and then once you launch you just want to be free in that process so i think when we're talking about risk we're kind of talking about a two-step process you do the reflection and the calculation and then you just go for it if you inhibit yourself from just going for it once you've made that choice then it's going to impact your experience of it and it's not going to be as enjoyable so this is particularly when we're talking about creativity so you know that pre planning phase, we want to be thinking about things like safety. Do the research, have a little bit of a think okay, this is what I want to be taking risks with, this is what I want to be trying. What things can I put in place so that I can really thoroughly enjoy it and I can feel a sense of freedom doing it and I can really reap the benefits of it? So, a little bit of legwork goes a long way, and you know, it can only take you a couple of minutes sometimes. But we're we talking about art making. There is sometimes health risks. So if you're using things like resin um, or um, things that have toxic fumes or if you're doing anything to do with like metal work or woodwork, um, even pottery, there's um, health risks with dust. And you know if you're using any flames or heat, you know, so there are, there are risks. There are physical risks with a few things, and then obviously if you've got a really active um, creativity output, so whether that's you know dancing or acrobatics or anything like that, then yes, if you're swinging from a trapeze, there is going to be risks. I would not just go and get on one. I have no training on it, you know, etc. etc. So there are things to think about. We can't just go on every single whim that our brain offers us. So spend a little bit of time doing that legwork, thinking. Is this, is this graspable? Is this reachable? Um, is this going to cause me harm? If the answer is potentially, then okay, is there anything that I can be doing to just mitigate that a little bit? Should I be wearing gloves? Should I be wearing glasses? Should I be wearing a respirator? Do I need to make sure the environment's damp so that the dust isn't flying everywhere? Whatever it is. Most mediums have a lot of safety recommendations out there, even if you just talk to someone else in the industry. Try not to scare yourself during this phase. I think if you're an anxious person, you can get a little bit scared. Um, So for example, I have a good story. When I was at university, we had quite a few different units where we tried all sorts of activities so we did a glass glass unit which I think I mentioned because I loved it and there was also various sculpture units which were a little bit more open-ended so you just kind of pursued what you were interested in pursuing so then we did printmaking and printmaking was full of lots of risks as far as chemicals and processes went um, there's various chemicals that you use to etch different surfaces and to process different surfaces in preparation for printing and there is also uv light used in some screen printing processes and i remember being quite nervous because yeah because we were told to make sure we didn't look at the uv light you know to either turn away or you had to be wearing special glasses and i think we just turned around (laughs) I mean, I don't think they had like a protective equipment for the entire class and we were only in there for a few minutes. It was just like a kind of once off demonstration, I guess. And then if you were to continue doing screen printing, you could work with the various lab technicians to, you know, become more familiar with it and probably be more involved in that process, which I didn't. But I had a beautiful friend. And she was so anxious and she was so anxious that she'd accidentally looked at the light. And thankfully she hadn't. Um, She was just really struggling with her anxiety at the time. But, you know, if we're thinking about benefit load, it's not going to be helpful if you want to take risks but you're overwhelming yourself to a point in the pre-planning stage where you just feel completely anxious. I can guarantee she did not enjoy that the that process whatsoever and did not feel inspired to go in and create there. So it is there's it is this journey of like informing yourself about the safety needs, not overwhelming yourself and then putting things in place so that you can really enjoy the process. And so that might be getting someone more experienced to help you. That might be just working your way up and into something. So the two step process Do a little bit of research, do a little bit of reflection about what you want to try and then just take that leap and just go for it and experiment. And that's where play comes in. We really want to use risk taking in art as an opportunity to play. Okay, so if we dip back into this concept that there is, you know, two types of risk taking, the physical risk taking, so the trying a new material, trying a new process, that you're wanting to experiment with and explore and experience. And then there's imagination and idea generation and form and content. Obviously, if we're thinking about form and content, there can also be a risk. So, a risk in trying something new that doesn't work out, or a risk in doing something that's a bit avant garde. So something that stirs the pot a little bit, you know, and we look back into art history. There's been so many artists that have sort of pursued both of those streams at the same time. So they've used, you know, for example, paint in a really different way, but they've also used their subject matter in a different way. So they've really taken risks with how they change and manipulate and present the content of Um, what they're creating. So we think of really famous artists like Pablo Picasso and he really distorts and has these multi-fragmented portraits and that is really a huge risk if we look at the time and the era that many artists who are now incredibly famous and incredibly well received were practice first practicing they often were very conservative or there was a small group of artists that were also pushing the boundaries but it wasn't a widely accepted practice for art making that you know for a long time particularly before things like film and photography art making had a very traditional role in capturing and communicating story and capturing capturing and communicating memories and people and events so it was very much a placeholder in a lot of ways and there was a drive for it to communicate um, a specific way and to be representational in a specific way and yes there's obviously always been periods of different style and stylized art but it's it's interesting looking back from now because there is so much freedom with art making there is so many different art styles and people are really like able to explore and challenge themselves and you can find so many different types of art all over the world that do where people are doing completely different things and challenging the medium and finding really different content and I think coming from that place where it's all shared so freely, so quickly, we can see all these different styles, all these different opportunities, all these different ways of art making, which is great. Like there's so much inspiration out there. It's so easy to forget that that wasn't always the way and that, you know, that pathway to carving out that freedom was full of artists taking huge risks. You know, they went against the grain of what was considered Normative or acceptable or professional, and they tried things that now might, you know, be successful and and attractive based on the the association with the famous name and a collective admiration for the work. But at one point they were they were hugely endowed with risk because nothing like that existed and. I find that so inspirational and so fascinating and I think when you think about your own art practice you can step back into history and really think about not that art making doesn't need to know the outcome that so many of these artists didn't even see their own success there is such a wealth to look back on and so many like you can know you're not alone in the journey of trying something new and I think it really contextualizes sometimes when we think we're taking risks it feels like the only risk in the world it feels gigantic and it feels scary and it feels anxiety provoking but when we contextualize it against a backdrop it could you know for some people it makes them feel small but for me it makes me feel empowered because it means that what I'm doing right now doesn't really need to matter so much it can just be about play and about spontaneity and impulsivity and exploring something different and hopefully discovering something that you can take forth with you so In that sense, let's talk a little bit about failure. So when we're risk-taking, we don't necessarily reap the benefits from it. Sometimes we take a risk and we fall flat. It doesn't work or we didn't enjoy it or it's an absolute mess or a failure. You know, it's not... It's not something that we strike up as, oh, this was something that I'm going to continue and this is, you know, we're not, we just don't know. We don't, I guess there is so much uncertainty in the outcome when we take a risk, but it's the process that's really important. So the process of risk taking means that we're stepping outside of our comfort zone We're pushing our window of tolerance, which we spoke about before. We really want to practice widening that. And sometimes we find magic. Sometimes we uncover things. So there's an actor called Sarah Parrish if you know her she's featured in a lot of british films and tv series but she has a quote that says living with fear stops us taking risks and if you don't go out on the branch you're never going to get the best fruit which i think is um really a really lovely visual and i think that's an important thing to like i think it's a great way to have a little chat about what can happen so our fear is fear can really inhibit us So if we're thinking about a branch of fruit and you're standing on the edge closest to the trunk and you are afraid of crawling out to reach the fruit, there are three possible outcomes. You can decide to crawl out. You think, okay, yes, this branch should hold my weight, but you get that wrong and you fall off. Might be, if you've done the calculation, it might be more or less likely depending on how good you are at, Anticipating those things. And the other outcome is that you crawl out and there is no fruit. Super disappointing, feels like nothing, but you crawl back to the safety and crawl down the tree, climb down the tree. And if that was the outcome, then you still have an outcome. You still know, okay, I went out on the branch, there wasn't any fruit, but I did it. I feel great. I've had some practice crawling out on branches. And now I know that that's not a great branch for getting fruit. The third outcome is you get courageous and you crawl out on the branch and there is lovely, sweet, fresh, abundant fruit. So we're not going to know if you can't mean the tree is probably not the greatest analogy because um, you should be able to possibly see if there's fruit on the branch. But you get the gist in that we don't always know the outcome. So when we're being creative, we've got new materials, we're trying something different, then sometimes there is an outcome that we anticipate and it doesn't happen we fall down it's just a mess we put it in the bin we're never doing woodwork ever again it wasn't for us sometimes we get out there and you know it worked okay but it doesn't feel abundant it doesn't feel fruitful it's not something that we'd like to continue but we know we can come back to our baseline knowing okay well I've always painted in pink and I tried green but it didn't really do anything for me so At least now I can put green to rest for a little bit as an idea. The third outcome was the most exciting and I think that's what motivates us all to take risks is this idea that we could get so much abundant fruit from it and you might discover something new about yourself. You might discover a new technique or a new material and you might shift your art in a direction that feels really powerful, that is really enriching and is really enjoyable. You might really enjoy it and... You might get so much from it. I mean, sweet, fresh fruit has so much to offer. And, you know, art making that has come from risks is so satisfying. And we weren't to know unless we tried. Going back, sorry, I went on a little divergent there, but going back to this concept of physical versus um, mentalization is this idea of trying a different form as our way of taking risk. So if you've always been a portrait artist then or a portrait photographer, for example, then taking photos of landscapes might be your risk. And so let's dive a little bit more into some different examples because I think sometimes when we talk about art making, it can be so ambiguous. But risk making might be using charcoal instead of pencil because it's loose and smudgy and messy compared to a pencil that's much more controllable and can be erased. It might be using colour instead of using monochrome, which is blacks, whites and greys. Your risk-taking might be using a different instrument or singing in a different pitch. It might be painting on a different surface painting different subject matter from what you're used to there's all of these different ways that we can just take risks just do something differently it might be starting our artwork without doing the planning it might be just trying something completely new sewing on your paper sewing back into your artwork adding another layer it might be collaging there's all of these different ways that we can take risks You know, it might be splashing glaze onto your pottery instead of painting on with a paintbrush. It might be mixing colours that you haven't tried mixing before. It might be dyeing fabric in natural materials that you don't know what the outcome will be. Collecting leaves and boiling them up and seeing if any colour seeps through. It might be trying a wacky flavour of cake combination or using different ingredients for the base. There's just so many different ways that we can take risks. It might be putting your poetry together in a structure you haven't tried before. And it might be not something you've taken from someone else either. So, risk taking can sometimes mean taking inspiration from someone else and doing something inspired by them. So, you've got a bit of a lead, a little bit of a container. And other times, it's just about going all out and not looking up a recipe for peach and fig, but just trying peach and fig flavoured cake what does it taste like you know because you like you love both those things and you'd like to be playful and try them together so play has such an important part if you're struggling to take risks consider what makes you feel alive what makes you feel playful and let the play lead you instructional creativity is going to dampen your risk-taking massively I don't have anything against instructional art making but i really am reluctant a lot of the time to teach that way when i do run workshops and classes and i do very much shy away from particularly putting people that are trying to reimmerse themselves back in creativity and children into spaces where it's only instructional and i'm not saying don't do structured art making so you can be in a class or a group where it's like there's direction around like these are the materials we're going to use. These are some ideas of how to apply them. But instructional means like step by step by step. So draw a line this way. Draw a circle this size. Colour in half the circle this colour. Colour in the other half this circle this colour. So you're being like step by step instructional. So the outcome, no matter who the person is who's created it should be recognizably very similar or the goal is for it to be the same and there is a time and a place for instructional art making but if you're not taking risks and exploring play in your art making you're not going to find a what lights you up and what you find enjoyable and that's going to be what sustains you long term in your creative practice but you're also not going to be learning like when we take risks We learn. We learn what doesn't work. We learn what feeds us, what's safe for us, what we can do. We feel empowered. It's like riding a bike. You know, there is a risk that you can fall off. There is a risk that your art making is going to turn out a disaster and be put on the bonfire tonight. But it's the payoff of learning about yourself and doing something different is astronomical. Trust me. And, you know, if you don't feel it straight away, give yourself a little bit of time because consistently, consciously being playful and taking risks in your art making pays off. And, you know, instructional art making has a place, but it's only surface deep. You're not going to get a deeper value from engaging only instruction in instructional practice and particularly for children and people reimmersing themselves back into art making learning what you like, learning how how to do things and problem solving and figuring it out and using it as a means of self-expression is what's going to be of value. You can't learn to use art for self-expression if you're all creating, if you're in a class of 10 people creating an Eiffel Tower. And I know paint and sip classes are popular and I'm not saying that they're not relaxing and enjoyable. But if all you do is go to them and paint the same thing that everybody else is painting, that the teacher standing at the front, she's either, you know, and I've learned this quite recently that a lot of them already sketch the outlines for you or they instruct you on a very on a very detailed level how to do it you're just not getting those deeper benefits so you know mix it up a bit figure out how you want to take risks and start small you're you know we're not all jumping out of planes here like sometimes we think big 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 but it can be just having like a small a4 even an a5 visual journal like a blank paged visual journal and each page you take a risk with something new you try something different and it can be small and manageable and you know you don't have to use all of your materials and all of your resources and feel vulnerable and spent on you know on your exploration there is this thing that when we dream and we take risks we sometimes fail so be prepared that's an outcome but know that that's not why we do it I think when you take away when you take away the expectation so the suffering comes from the expectation that doesn't get met do it for the process you're going to feel probably a lot more reward and a lot more satisfied no matter what happens and be prepared for the failure okay so what am I going to do if I end up with five canvases that aren't I enjoyed making but I'm not going to keep them because I took some risks but it kind of failed because I don't, I'm not, I don't feel a connection to it and I'm certainly not going to share them with anyone and now I've got five canvases, then be prepared. Have a pot of gesso. Take a photo so you remember what it looks like and then paint over it. And there's lots of things you can do to be prepared for unmet expectations. And that might just be to remind yourself that you have an expectation that shouldn't be attached to the process. The process is I'm learning to take risks and I can take risks and I can try things that are difficult and I can get outside of my comfort zone and I use art for my play and I don't need to make beautiful perfect things all the time. So repeat any of those sentences that make sense to you or that you need to hear and figure out what you'll do with all the artwork that didn't Quite work out, or you don't want to keep, or think of some projects, paper mache things, have a USB with your music on it that's called risk taking. Because sometimes we also can't see what we've learned until much further down the track when we go to employ it for something else. You know, we're building all these skills sometimes that we're not even aware of, and I think that is the powerful thing. That's the thing that gets missed when art and creativity gets dropped off the list of curriculum or intentional activity for anyone is that we can't always see the benefit we can't always see what we're learning and we have an i have an exciting episode coming up next week um with kate from wild creative and she can she's going to give you some insight into what she sees through her work as far as what risk-taking in creativity and in nature builds within us um, I'm really excited to share that one with you so to wrap up today I just really want to encourage you to be creative and to take risks you know and to take it lightly and to know that while the dictionary said that says that risk taking is potentially at peril I would really like to challenge that thank you so much for listening to art muse podcast if you enjoyed the episode then please like share or follow on whichever listening app you use if you want to keep up to date on social media the best place to find us is on instagram at art muse underscore podcast